All right, continuing on with the AFC draft grades, we have the AFC South up today. How did the Texans, the Colts, the Titans, the Jaguars do in the 2022 NFL Draft? Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for making a Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are doing it through the offseason. Today, we are on to the AFC South. Just two more divisions here of post-draft grades. We've got the South today. We're going live on Peacock and Williamson. Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On NFL channel, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, for our Tuesday Q&A, Twitter Tuesday episode, and then Wednesday we will finish it up with the AFC West, and the draft grades will be in the books. Uh, coming up also this week, we've got some guests uh, throughout the offseason. We're going to have guests from the network, from outside the network, talking about all the specific teams, all the storylines going on in the NFL. And uh, this week, though, Matt Williamson's Dynasty Rookie rankings, which I am interested to dig into here now that we've looked at all of the draft classes. But today it's the AFC South and a lot of draft capital with this group, especially with the Jaguars and the Texans both having top three picks and the Texans picking twice in the top 15, uh, you know, and the Jaguars moving back into round one. But let's start alphabetically here in Houston with those Texans who, with the third pick in the draft, Kind of surprising, uh, started off with a cornerback and Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. I like it. I mean, for people that recall, he was my vote for my bet for if one player in this draft turns into a Hall of Famer, which doesn't mean I'd take him first overall, but I would have considered it. And actually, I had Gardner ahead of him. But if someone turns into a Hall of Famer, I like Stingley's chances better than as well or better than anyone's. Um, quick uh, Texans note before we really dig into the players more. They made nine picks in this draft after making just five the year before and five the year before that with only with no first rounders in 2021 or 2020 and only one second rounder. So this influx of draft picks is long overdue and first real step towards, you know, building a foundation here. A little more boomer bust with Derek Stingley, but I understand yeah, where yeah. you're going with the Hall of Famer thing. You know, sauce a little safer, but Derek Stingley has the high end traits, and he did it from a very young age. Uh, you know, at the highest level in college football, there at, at LSU, and, and even on his own team, covering some of the best now, some of the better wide receivers in the NFL that year too. So he, he's got talent. That is not up for debate. Um, moving on to their second pick after moving down a few spots to number 15, Kenyon Green. They did that trade with the Eagles. Kenyon Green feels, I mean, the tape is really good. He's going to mm-hmm. play guard in the NFL out of Texas A&M. The workout numbers weren't great, so I think analysts maybe didn't like him as much as teams did. Feels a little high for a guard. Is he like going to be one of the best guards in the NFL? Because he better be if you're drafting him top 15. Yeah, I like the player, and it's... Uh... You know, first off, I thought he was drafted a little earlier than I expected, and, and everyone kind of agrees on that. However, 
let's say he went 22nd. I don't think anybody would bat an eye. And in this draft, the 15th best player and the 22nd best player aren't all that different to me. Um, it's pretty clear, and we'll get to the Damian Pierce pick here, that they're going to try to run the football and have a physical offensive line. He fits that. I know guards aren't sexy, but when you have a really good one on a team that doesn't have many good players, I think there's some value there. I can't kill the pick too much. It's pretty clear what they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying to add a lot of talent to this football team, and they continued with five picks on days one and two. Jalen Petrie, safety, nickel corner out of Baylor. Uh, John Mechie, wide receiver out of Alabama in round two. Uh, Christian Harris, uh, going back-to-back Alabama picks there in round three. Linebacker Damian Pierce, Florida running back, a pick I really like for them. Thomas Booker, defensive tackle out of Stanford in round five. Their second round five pick, uh, Tegan Quatoriano, a tight end from Oregon State. And then uh, bookending the draft with LSU prospects, this time offensive tackle, Austin uh, Deculus there in round six. No seventh round pick for the Houston Texans. So that is the total haul there. And I look at this and it could go so many different directions because we talked about the boomer bust. Williamson's Hall of Famer, right? Number one overall. A 10-year stud guard in round two. Jalen Petrie is a dynamic matchup weapon, and I love the way he played. I love that pick at the top of the second round. I think there's potential for him to have first-round value, but then there's also potential for him to be kind of just a nickel in the NFL. If he's just a nickel, can't play off deep safety and interchange that much, is he as valuable as he is if he's just that nickel guy and plays close to the line of scrimmage and does some of those things? John Mechie. Yeah, Coming off an injury, I thought there was better wide receivers on the board, but could be a really safe, you know, solid number two wide receiver for a long time in the NFL. Christian Harris, obviously, you know, any Alabama linebacker is going to have immense talent. Damian Pierce could be your sneaky, you know, rookie of the year, fourth round running back that becomes their stud starting running back. So this thing could go very pedestrian with all the draft capital they had coming in with two picks in the top 13, or this could be a slam dunk, huge draft for this team. And and I don't know which way it's going to go, but it's yeah. a fascinating class to me. Yeah, it is. And I mentioned, you know, just the overhaul or, you know, the, the big picture of their recent drafts. I like that they had nine picks, none of all of them in the top six rounds. Eight of those picks are all in the top 170. So, uh, you know, they're, they're adding some quality here. Good points about Petre. He's really easy to like, but I don't think he's an elite athlete. And you mentioned, you know, maybe he is just a slot. But I think he'll be just a slot that plays the run well, gets two or three sacks a year. You know, he made a lot of plays on the good side of the line of scrimmage, on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage. So even if he is just a slot, I do think he will, you know, make plays as a run defender and whatnot. Mechie, I have mixed feelings about. I mean, especially at 44 overall. And it's not even because of the injury. I just don't think that he's ever a home run, but all of a sudden with Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks and they have a stable of receivers that's quite respectable and they don't need Mechie to play right now. Uh, You add two Bama guys, two LSU guys, that's always good for roommates as I like to joke about. And Pierce and Booker are probably my favorite two picks. I mean, I think Pierce isn't far off Hall or any of the running backs in this class, to be very honest with you. I think he's very David Montgomery- you know, not quite Javante Williams, but, you know, uh, tackle breakers translate to the NFL, and he's an extreme tackle breaker. And Booker's just a high-quality player that I bet lasts a long time in this league at defensive tackle. 
it was a good point about Petrie too. With he's going to be good with the quick game stuff. He's going to be good against the run. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't remember a college player that was better defending. RPOs, yeah, yeah, screen passes, RPOs, and those types of things. Deeper into the plays, where I have questions. You know, when he's asked to man up and, and cover deeper down the field, or or have be a deep Agreed. safety. And look, I think he could, can do those things. He just didn't do a lot of it. He was playing that kind of star position that we see a lot of defenses in college football put their best player at. Um, so you almost can't hold it against him just because he wasn't asked to play deep coverage a lot. And he does have some athleticism. So is he Tyron Matthew? And he could be that. So uh, he's going to be a fun player to watch. But overall, you would think maybe it's an easy A just because they had two top 15 picks. But I, I, it's more of a B-plus draft there for me because there's so much bust. There's boom and bust. So maybe they just laid the foundation for this new regime, this new rebuild. And, and this is the draft class. You go back and look and say, like, hey, the, the Houston Texans were back on the map because of this 2020. 22 draft class but there's some ways it could go wrong and be pretty pedestrian group as well so um fun class overall i'm gonna give them a b plus because i'm not just gonna throw out an a just because they had a bunch of high picks i think they could have made maybe bigger impact especially when i start looking at um the mechie and Kenyon green picks you know were those mm-hmm. safe long time starters that are really good players or are those guys where you go back and man wish we could have got a little bit more impact with some of those high picks 100 percent agree but this organization really needs a B plus or even a B draft, you know, like <laughs> Good Jacksonville point. does too. You know what I mean? Like we'll get to them. Like uh, we don't need, you know, a, a, a four run homer with no one on base, you know, like something to build off of would go a long way for these two. It's a good point. Get some stinking base runners on. <laughs> right. Let's just do something. Yeah. All right. Enough three and out. Yeah. Good know? job, Texans. They got they got some runners on base. Let's see if they score some runs now. Uh, <laughs> that is the Houston Texans 2022 NFL draft coming up. We've got the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans. But first, I want to let the folks out there know about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, NFL futures. We've got boxing, UFC, you name it, at Bet Online. Looking at some of the latest lines you can find for the NFL at Bet Online. Most passing yards in the regular season, Justin Herbert leads the way, seven and a half to one, eight to one for Tom Brady. Interesting to lead the league in passing yards. And Patrick Mahomes comes in at about uh, eight and a half to one odds, followed by, I'm surprised, a tie at 10 to one between Derek Carr. Interesting. Joe Burrow, yeah. Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford. So Vegas thinks the AFC West is going to put up some points. Matt. Yeah, it sure looks like it. <laughs> and we'll talk about those AFC West drafts on Wednesday. So you can find tons of fun things to bet on with NFL futures, live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you're checking out everything else on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. That is the home of Peacock and Williamson. Remember, subscribe right now. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell. Hit the thumbs up on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel, the home of Peacock and Williamson. Tons of other great content there. And, of course, your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. There is no off-season here uh, on the network. We're going every day all throughout the off-season for your NFL fix matt let's talk about those indianapolis colts who added this is another boomer bust class just like the houston texans although the colts didn't have a first round pick 
They didn't select until the 21st pick in round two. They went with a high upside player in Alec Pierce. Traits through the roof, you know, workout monster. Round three, three picks in round three. Jelani Woods, Virginia tight end. Traits through the roof, tested extremely well. Bernard Ryman, Central Michigan offensive tackle, raw, tons of traits. Then they traded a future pick to get back into round three for, guess what, more traits. The fastest 40 time of all the safeties in this draft class, Nick Cross at the end of round three. Uh, safety out of Maryland, six feet, 212, ran four threes. He will thump you. One of the youngest prospects in this class, 20 years old. Sky's the limit there with him. Then uh, on day three, coming back with a fifth rounder, two sixth and a seventh. Eric Johnson, Missouri State defensive tackle, Youngstown State tight end, Andrew Ogletree. So a couple of tight ends in this class. Clearly, that was a priority for them. Curtis Brooks, Cincinnati defensive tackle, a pair of defensive tackles on day three. And then Rodney Thomas, another safety. So a pair of safeties in this class. This time, uh, the smart guy from Yale, Rodney Thomas, the second in round seven. So I, I... I, I, I like the theme, you know, like, like they went traits. Clearly, that was what they did is they went traits. And I got to believe, you know, you hit two of them are, are going to bust out. Right. But if you hit on two and especially getting Nick Cross late third, because I thought there was a huge drop after him with the safety class. You get a long term starting safety with his level of traits, you know, a true junior coming out and he didn't start playing football until high school. If, if, if the instincts are there for him and develop in the NFL, look out for him and then, you know, Woods, Ryman, or Pierce all could develop into big-time starters, but there is some some raw uh, development that needs to happen with those guys to get there. 100%. You nailed it. I mean, um, first of all, they were the Carson Wentz experience was a flop, obviously, but they got out of it in a nice manner. I mean, the, the fact that they swapped Wentz for Matt Ryan and made a little money, a little draft capital in the process was a great way to get out of a – a sticky situation. You 100% nailed it. I mean, the athletic testing for this group, and it's more of a RAS thing, relative athletic score, than just looking at the strict numbers because that mixes in height, weight, length as well. And, you know, they have – this is a very traits-oriented team. Like, look at their linebackers. They're all super long-armed, long, lean, hard-to-throw-around type guys, you know. So they very much value athletic traits, which is great if you trust your coaches to develop them. You know, you know, adding all these projects and words like raw are wonderful, but step two of this is – player development you know you got to, your your coaches now have to take those raw players and turn them into play you know into uh, productive football players we mentioned my dynasty ranks i have alec pierce quite high i was very fond of him coming out of school um i like him a lot woods to me is just a total shot in the dark i mean he's all traits no production i i like the bernard raymond pick though i mean they left tackles a hole for them one of the reasons he dropped is he is a, a vastly overaged prospect. But when you need a starting left tackle, I'll take a mature young man that has work to do that's a little old because I got to play him now, you know. So I got no problem with that. You're right. Between like if Woods or Cross hits, that's a, a successful draft in my opinion. Johnson has some. I mean, he's not DeForest Buckner, but he'll play that role. I mean, he has some of those traits where Curtis Brooks is more of a productive, two Cincy guys here, you know, a productive, really valuable member of that Bearcat defense who can penetrate. He's a little smaller. You know, he doesn't look like DeForest Buckner coming off the off the bus. 
one of the players I had mocked to the Indianapolis Colts pre-draft because I thought the fit was better with Michael Pittman was Sky Moore. And Sky Moore went with the very next selection at 50, uh, 54 overall yeah. to the Kansas City Chiefs, too. So that could be like a huge hit for the, the Chiefs. And, and, you know, George Pickens was the pick before to the Steelers at 52, right before Alec Pierce. Mm-hmm. So back-to-back-to-back wide receivers there. And there's going to be a lot of hindsight. There's going to be a lot of looking back at this wide receiver class with some of those second-rounders and, and who hit and who didn't. Um, I would have liked more better than Pierce. I do have some questions about Pierce. and um, He's a little stiffer. Yeah, you know. A little stiffer, a little more linear. Yeah. But, you know, Matt Ryan could drop some of those in the bucket to him down the field, and he's got leaping ability. could be a red zone weapon as well. So we'll see. You know, if, if one of these traitsy guys in the end, we're going to look back in a few years like, hey, that guy, you know, was a first-round value because he had first-round traits. Um, and then we'll see if some of these other guys are, just fall off the map. So an interesting class. It'll be fun to watch. And not not picking until fifty. What was it? Fifty three overall. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I like what they did. I mean, I, me too. I, I me give too. them probably a B plus here. And it's funny because they get the same grade. They didn't have a. They had. They didn't pick until fifty spots later than the Texans. And I'm giving them the same grade, B plus, because I'm I'm grading them on what they started with here. I'm not gonna hold the Wentz thing against them. That was last year's move. They didn't have a first round pick. What they had this year, I thought they did pretty well, and they took some huge swings. And we'll see if it pays off for the Colts. I just have a little nugget to add to the Pierce versus Sky Moore thing because going into the draft, I'd rather have Sky Moore in a vacuum. He's higher on my dynasty ranks. It helps he's a chief. Uh, I wonder if they had, uh, you know, internal debate over that because both oh. those guys are really impressive. That's the thing but, I wish I could see. And because right, sometimes, right, right. Th- sometimes they let you go into the draft room and they give you some peaks, but usually it's all very colored and very positive toward the guy they did get. And they act like this is our only guy, the guy we like the whole time. I would love to see those arguments between scouts because you know, those wide receivers were all tight. And even with some other teams oh, we yeah. talked about, I'm sure with the Steelers, uh, with the chiefs, with uh, the Patriots who took Ta- Taekwon Thornton, I would love to see those arguments and, and see w- how those those uh, draft boards were set up for those teams. Yeah, and those arguments should have happened weeks before the draft or leading up to the draft. You mm-hmm. battle that out and you make your case. You know, you, you build your board. But I just wonder if the tiebreaker was, well, this is Jonathan Taylor's offense. Pierce is going to block a little better. You know, we love them both, but that might be the tiebreaker. Yep, and play action, we're going over the top. Yeah, yeah, right. We want big guys. Mm-hmm. Next is the Jacksonville Jaguars, Matt, who drafted 1.1, Trayvon Walker. Universally sort of panned selection. Nobody really excited about it. In fact, it's really weird. Nobody's talking about the first pick in the NFL draft. This is the most, no, they really this aren't. is the least right. talked about number one overall pick ever. And he's a kind of a quieter guy, too. So there's not like a lot of, um, uh, you know, people are talking about Aiden Hutchinson way more, the second pick in the draft, than they're talking about the first pick in the draft. Um, Devin Lloyd, they jumped back in from the first pick in round two to get up to 27 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to draft Devin Lloyd, Utah linebacker. Then in round three, Luke Fortner, center with the first pick in round three out of Kentucky. Chad Muma, another linebacker uh, in the third round. Then in round five, Snoop Connor, running back from Old Miss. Gregory Jr. in round six, a corner out of uh, Wichita Baptist. <laughs> Which is, is a college that I did not know existed. Is that O U A C H? It's I believe it's pronounced Wichita, but it's O U A C H I T A Baptist. Wichita Baptist. The only thing I know about that is he's the first player ever drafted out of there in the history of the NFL. I could have guessed that. 
I didn't. Yeah, need, yeah uh, I think that's probably. I didn't <laughs> need sports uh, information solutions to uh, look that one up for me. <laughs> and then uh, seventh round, Monteric Brown, corner from Arkansas. So back to back late round corners there for the Jaguars. What do you think, Trevon Walker, Devin Lloyd in round one? That's you know that's really what's going to prop up this class. It kind of reminds me of their entire offseason, to be honest with you, in that they had immense resources in terms of cap space and free agency and draft capital. And the overall haul of what the Jags did this offseason to get better from 2021 to 2022 isn't enough for me. And I'm not even going to single out any pick like, boy, they screwed that one up. It's just the haul... I don't see any bargains in anything they've done all offseason. Or, wow, what a great pick that was. And Walker might be fine. And I'm not picking on the guy, but I wish there was more production there for the first overall pick. And nine out of ten drafts, he would not be the first overall pick. So they were in a tough spot there. I don't know who I would have taken. Maybe I would have taken even one of the corners or one of the tackles and just restructured the whole offseason differently and not extended Cam Robinson. But Walker might hit, but... Just knowing this organization, I think you asked me like a month ago, would you take Hutchinson or Walker overall first over one? And I was like, ah, I can make a case for both, but I bet they take the wrong one. <laughs> you know, that's just not, you know, <laughs> Hutchinson will be really good and this guy won't because they're the Jags and that's how the world treats them. Um, like if you told me any team took Chad Muma 70th overall, I'd be like, that's a really good pick. He's going to be a good NFL linebacker. But this team spent big money on a linebacker from Atlanta, a name I don't pronounce well, and then traded up for Devin Lloyd. So they had two big ticket second off the ball, you know, you know, off the ball linebackers in tow. And the Muma picks great, but you know, you really need that much capital and off the ball linebackers. And I heard some people talking recently that they look at Lloyd like he's Micah Parsons. You know, that they'll take on throwing downs, move Walker inside. Lloyd to an edge defensive end type of role. And he's rushed the passer well at Utah. He ain't Micah Parsons coming off the edge, though. I mean, like, uh, offensive tackles are going to stymie him. I mean, he is not a, a – everyone's looking for the next Micah Parsons and Debo Samuel and, those, you know, these type of guys. They just don't exist. You no. can't just, you know, manufacture them. No, those guys are freaks. And for a reason. Yeah, right, I mean, right. And Devin Lloyd's only 237 pounds. When I look right, at this right. draft, you know what I see? And look, I've not I've not been kind to Trent Baalke, and, and I'm not going to give this sure. a, a really a good grade because even though I like Lloyd, he had to pay to go up and get him. Right, and right. I wonder if they just didn't think someone like Mumo is going to be available. And if, if you know, truth Probably. serum, I wonder if they would have been like, oh, we wouldn't have made the move to get Lloyd if we would have known Mumo is going to be there, you know, with the sixth pick in round three or something like that. Probably. But, and maybe Lloyd's their next Bobby Wagner and leads the defense and gives them leadership. I, I mean, got a different that's probably what they're looking for. I got know? a different comp for you here with this. So I already talked about how when I predicted the Trayvon Walker pick early in earlier in the process to the you were first by the way thank you i appreciate that i'll remind <laughs> everybody about that um the, it, it was the alden smith comp trent balky yeah, was in yeah. the 49ers front office you know who else was drafted when trent balky was in the 49ers front office first round linebacker third round linebacker patrick um, willis Oh, okay. I was thinking the, the Bama you, guy, Foster. Was that oh, Ruben Foster. Overlap? No, he was gone for that one. He was gone okay. for that one. But he was there when the 49ers drafted Patrick Willis mm. in the first round. Um, and so I, I think he's trying to recreate some of that in, in okay. the front set. I'll buy that. Uh, you know, um, 
So I just, you know, I think that's the direction they're going. And Fortner, I thought, was overdrafted at the top of the third round. I mean, third round maybe felt like a good, you know, fourth round would have been a little better for me for Fortner. He's going to be a starting center in the NFL. Um, they must believe that because they drafted him that high. Right. But, um, you know, didn't love that value either. So overall, just not a lot of great value in this draft. And even the best player they got, you know, the, the two linebackers were the best players, I thought, for where they were taken. But they had to pay to go up to get Lloyd. And then, you know, drafting two inside backers, and like you were saying. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think Hart rules over it. You know, yeah. My, my last little nuggets on these are I've heard good things about Monteric Brown. Tough guy, you know, and is a trendsetter in the seventh round. I'm sure he'll be a special teams demon. Um, Snoop Connor to me, seems like the um, Robinson replacement, the, the, the Thunder to ATN's Lightning um hard charging bigger die and i'm not fighting you on fortner i just think he'll last in the league and you know be a starter yep. so okay you know it's fine but again this offseason to me is underwhelming considering the cards you're dealt we'll see maybe they got willis and bowman at linebacker and they are off and rolling in jacksonville i have some doubts about this class i'm going to give it a, a c they did draft some talent mm -hmm. here but i just thought that was not really great value across the board um and yeah and the the trent bulky tax goes from c plus to c for me so, <laughs> no all right uh we got to move on to the tennessee titans the one seed in the afc last year matt but first i want to let the folks out there know about built bar have you tried the birthday cake puffs the newest flavor at built.com imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories with 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat birthday cake puff bars from Built. I just received a box of the birthday cake puffs, and it's, I've really never had anything like it. And I, I don't really understand how Built is able to keep the calories low, keep the sugar low in some of the bars that they're putting out there with some of the flavors they're putting out there. And they're putting out new uh, new flavors all the time at built.com so you've got to act fast go check out the birthday cake puffs and if you haven't tried puffs they are the first ever oh there we go matt williamson's got a box <laughs> that? Mine came the other day too. that is not gonna last long in the williamson nope. household from what i understand um yeah and so yeah, whether it's birthday cake puffs or some of the classic flavors my favorite is still the peanut butter built bar Go find yourself some peanut butter built bars. Get yourself a mixed box if you're not sure what flavor you want. And most built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you feel like you're really eating something delicious and you're not eating just something healthy for you. So it's a snack you're going to want to reach for and grab. So you can also get 15% off with our promo code. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans, Matt, and uh, take a look at this draft class, a team that pulled off one of the big head scratchers, one of the big stories from Thursday night in the first round when they sent their star wide receiver to the Philadelphia Eagles and with that 18th pick in round one, instead replaced him with a rookie version and a, a monster of a receiver out of Arkansas in Traylon Burks. And this is... All that anybody's going to remember about this draft class, and, and there's a lot of other picks that I want to talk about, some really interesting picks, but this was like, this is the storyline, so we got to kind of pause on this story. What would you think about swapping out A.J. Brown and his future salary for rookie Traylon Burks? To give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they have long-term durability injury questions about Brown. I mean, he has a Julio Jones-like past in terms of 
always being questionable, game time decisions, not practicing on Wednesdays. So maybe they just looked at it like, let's get out of this while we still can, as opposed to investing heavily in that. People forget that angle that doctors get a lot of money for a reason, you know, and they, they've been having to keep him, you know, to bandage together to get him on the field his whole career. I can't say I like it though. I mean, you opened the segment by saying this was the number one seed in the AFC. This is not a number one seed in the AFC type of offseason. This is a step back realizing we're not one of the elite teams in the in the conference, and I don't believe they are. And this is a mini, mini version of a rebuild of a you know a step back to take two steps forward. You know, I have mixed feelings on Burks. I mean, his workout numbers weren't great. That doesn't really bother me. I mean, how many wide receivers in history have we been like, oh, he ran a four, five, nine, and he fell in the draft, but it didn't matter at all at the next level. I just think that he's very raw. I mean, he's not a developed route runner. Just because they look the same, he's not the same player as A.J. Brown to me, and he certainly is not Debo Samuel. Um, He's kind of a lesser version of both, but he has upside. I like McCreary a lot. That's a you know, that's a leadoff double. He's a good player. He's never going to be a great player. He's very different than Caleb Farley. If they walked in the room, you probably wouldn't think they played the same position. But he's a really good football player. I like the p- Petit Friere pick, but that's also a pick for another day. You know, maybe he battles Dylan Radunz for the, the right tackle job. Tyler Tyler Taylor Lewan's another guy that. I wonder how much longer he's going to be around. So maybe those are the two future tackles. I'll get to Willis in a minute, but Haskins has that Michelob ultra, ultra, ultra version of Derrick Henry feel. You know, we saw what that offense was like when he was out, but I would have rather just re-signed Foreman, to be honest with you. Akawanu is uh, an athletic guy. He can also play some fullback, really good traits. I think Phillips is a good player. Don't know a ton about the other two. Willis is the key, of course, though. I mean, I think this is a great landing spot for Willis. Good coaching staff, no expectations. It's not like they use the 18th pick on him. I think that you'll see some Lamar Jackson packages as early as week one, and we'll see how quickly he develops. But I really was pushing for Tennessee to draft the quarterback high just for the salary cap ramifications a year from now, you know, being able to move on from Tannehill. It's a good point about Hassan Haskins, the fourth-round running back from Michigan. 6'2", almost 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to have a backup running back, and they don't have to change what they're trying to do right? right. schematically. Um, Chig Oconquo in the fourth round, tight end out of Maryland, has a ton of athletic ability to work with. I like the Kyle Phillips, very safe pick, but you know, there's that you know that day three, that fifth, sixth-round wide receiver every year that can just get open in the slot. And, and I yeah, think Kyle right. Phillips is going to be that guy for you. So that's a solid pick there. I don't really know what to say about Theo Jackson, the Tennessee safety, or Chance Campbell, the Ole Miss linebacker, in round six. But really, you know, it's all about that move. And very likely they got worse at wide receiver. Yeah. But there's a chance they got as good or better and got cheaper. So that's just one where we don't know. We've got to see Traylon Burks in the NFL – his first day of rookie minicamp, they had to take him off the field because he was I saw sucking yeah. wind and he was out the of team, shape. Yeah. That's not a great start. That's not a good sign for like that bigger body receiver where you're a little bit worried about the size even. Maybe maybe being too big. Is he oversized for a wide receiver? He's not really built like your standard wide receiver. He's not rocked up like A.J. Brown was either. He's, he's big, but he's different kind of big. So um, I'm going to stop you there real quick yeah. because I had read leading up to the draft and shortly after, like when some of these – behind the scenes stuff comes out that 
weight was an issue with Burks in a negative manner. That there were some reports, and I don't know this is fact, that he played close to 240 at times at Arkansas, where he really should be 220, 225 in that neighborhood. And just while we're talking Tennessee receivers, I think everyone just says, well, Burks isn't going to be as good as A.J. Brown. Well, with all respect to Julio Jones, I bet Robert Woods is better than last year's version of Julio. It's, yeah, I mean, you never know what he's going to be. And I, I remember mm-hmm. hearing some of those right, reports right. about Traylon Burks and his weight. And I think that when you couple that, though, with just the workouts weren't great. And I, I think as much as you, because to, to a certain degree, the, the, the workouts that prospects throw down, you know, the bench press and the 40 and some other things, isn't even so much about their play speed and how athletic they truly are. And some of it is, don't get me wrong, but it's also about how much work do they put in? How hard how do they work? How important is to you. So right. there is a little bit of a of red flag there with Traylon Burks. If he does have a problem with having his weight get up and his, you know, his, for, his 40 his and his vertical practice. weren't great and he didn't finish his first practice, that, that, that is a bit of a red flag because the, the number one trait you need to be great in the NFL is, is a work ethic and, and you, have to ha- mm-hmm. you have to be ready to go. And so that's that's what would worry me the most, not even about the talent, because you can see the talent on film all day long. I'm not worried about it. His top speed is fast. Yeah, um, yeah. He can make plays. But, you know, it's a gamble. It's it's surely a gamble. And judging by, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you saw that clip from the Titans' war room, but I don't know if Rabel was on board necessarily. He took a big step I back and, you know, kind of right. put his hands on his head and some deep breaths after they made that trade and then selected Burks. I, I don't know if he was completely sold on that one. So, that I mean, that's that's obviously what's going to buoy this whole class. And then you got that Malik Willis pick in round three. He fell all the way to him in round three. They have something to develop there. And maybe Tannehill doesn't want to help him out much, but we'll see. He's got a ton of talent, and he might need some time. So I don't think Tannehill's going to have to worry too much about his job in the near term. It's all about the long term with Malik Willis. Yeah, and I just pulled up the first-round draft again just to see who was available, like who Vrabel might have been lobbying for. And, you know, there wasn't you – know, Burks went 18th. The next receiver didn't go till 34. So I don't think he was fighting over – should we take a different receiver? You know, I mean, he was the last of the tier. NFL kind of showed us that. But Trevor Penning was the next pick, and they drafted a tackle two rounds later, and Penning is a lot more Vrabel than Petit Friere is. And Trent McDuffie's really a much better version of McCreary, you know, and he went two picks later. So I wonder if that's where the conversations were being held. Burks versus Penning versus McDuffie would be my hunch. Mm. Maybe even Kenny Pickett was involved. I, I I don't know. Yeah, and then when you were there in round two, there was a ton of wide receivers you you still could have gone with right, uh, that had right. some high high end potential. Interesting class, and again, uh, t- tons of boomer bust. The, this whole division was just the boomer bust division in the 2022 NFL draft. I was a little harsh on the uh, on the Jaguars grade too. Like that, that was a B minus class. You know, it just, I didn't love the value, but they could have gotten themselves four starters. And you look at this, and did they get a, f- a future starting quarterback in round three? Uh, that would be hugely valuable. Did they get a stud wide receiver that's cheaper to replace AJ Brown? Roger McCrary is going to be a player in this league, I think. Um, you know, I do too. And then some high traitsy raw players to develop in Petit Frere and Chig Oconquo and but a backup running back in the fourth. You know Kyle Phillips, I liked. I, just, I can't look at this class and say, "Hey man, I love it. I see the vision." It's it's a weird class. It's a weird class for me. And so this is a, this is a C plus. I think it's the worst class of the division. I guess my last question: Would you give them a better grade if instead of Burks McCreary 
they went McDuffie, Pickens, or Sky Moore, or Pierce. Which they easily could have done. Yes, yes. I think I would have too. And I mean, they don't know what's going to be there at 50, 35, but you know. And even more so, what if you could have, so you trade Brown and you got a first round pick for him. What if you also trade down from 18? Now you traded Brown for a first round pick plus extra and extra. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like mm-hmm. make that trade work for you. It's a gamble, and we've seen it work with the Minnesota Vikings when they traded away Stephon Diggs. We saw that's not the obvious work, one. We saw it not rare. work for the yeah. 49ers when they traded away DeForest Buckner and ended up with Kinlaw, who can't get on the field, and was clearly you know. And mm-hmm. this could be this feels more like the Kinlaw Buckner trade to me than it does the the Justin yeah. Jefferson Diggs Minnesota trade. Agreed, because that. You know, that that Diggs-Jefferson uh, trade rarely happens. Just, both teams yeah. are thrilled with it, and both are the best players in the, their position. You know, like, what's the chances? The one for one. And, and it also yeah, just makes yeah. you look bad because now it's just so obvious. You need to almost muddy the waters on that. You trade a star player, you want to muddy those waters and say, hey, look, we got a really good long-term corner after we traded down, and we got even more picks, and then we got this player mm-hmm. and this player and this player. Now you're just comparing it to a lot of different stuff instead of, it's straight up. It's Burks versus Brown. And how long is it going to take for Burks to be better than Brown? And so and it may never happen. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, there's so much Monday morning quarterbacking here. But if you even stick at 18, you take McDuffie there, who I think is as safe as they get. And I mentioned, you know, their next pick was 35. There was every receiver except Christian Watson available. Then when you picked at 18, you could trade it from 35 to 44 and taken, you know, Mechie. Pickens, Pierce, Moore, whatever. And then it looks a lot better, too. Like, we got a lot of stuff, to your point. Even if it's not for 18 directly, we added another starter in the deal, not just a receiver straight up for A.J. Brown. And how about this? Do we know for sure that Traylon Burks wouldn't have made it to 35? I don't think we know that for sure. You know, probably a good chance he would have. Kansas City and Green Bay twice. But did everybody love him, you know? so Did everybody uh, love him, right, right. You know, it was pretty high. I would have, like, 18 is about as high as I would have seen Burks go in this class. And so they didn't, I don't think they even got, even if they just, even if they didn't do the A.J. Brown trade and they just had the 18th pick, I would have felt like, okay, you know, that's, it's about as high as, as I would have been okay with taking Burks, and I would have preferred yeah, right, him in the twenties, right. you know, something like that. So, even there, they didn't get great value with the Burks move. So that, that, that's why I don't love this class. It's in the C neighborhood for me. I, I'll, I'll go C plus. Uh, it's kind of you know I, I could argue the C minus class because the uh, some of the other I, I think there's as put it this way that Willis though I mean what if Willis hits if, I mean, that's that's the thing this this, this the, is the, the ultimate boom, boom yeah, or bust right. class and but that's the but that's kind of where I was going to go with this. The Colts didn't have a pick until 53 overall, and they might have got as many starters in their class as the Titans did, and they drafted three times right. before the Colts drafted once. The only or thing twice. that you can you know fight you on that is, well, the Titans may have got a long-term starting quarterback. You know, they But you're right. Yeah. I mean, I like the Colts draft better than the Titans draft. Same here. Yeah, that's why the Titans got the worst grade in this class. A B plus, a B plus. Uh, Jags deserve, I think, a B minus just because they got some good players and they might have, you know, they might have snuck mm-hmm. four starters out of that class, even though I didn't love the value. And um, and then a C here for the Tennessee Titans. I almost, I mean, if it wasn't for the Willis falling into their lap, uh, this might be a D class for me. But uh, there's a, there's that opportunity that they maybe 
That's hit on uh, on some really high level traits there. Malik Willis at quarterback, and they might Burks could be awesome too. You know, so I don't want to completely crap all over Burks as a prospect because he could be really good. I just don't see the vision of getting rid of your star wide receiver. No, no, I hear you. I mean, Brown's hard to move, walk away from. That is the AFC South. We will finish it up Wednesday with the final division of draft grades, the AFC West, which is a really fun division. After we go live tomorrow on YouTube, make sure you are tuned in to us. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Tuesday, our Twitter Tuesday, our live chat Tuesday, our off-season Q&A Tuesday live episode on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Matt and I back with you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.